What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. I'm John, and this is our slash Tales from Tech Support. So, yeah, got a little sketchy doing that last video on our camping trip to uh, Cape Henlopen State Park. Sorry about that. <laughs> the reason I didn't do a second one, and I had opportunity to do a second one, is the first one took over 24 hours to upload to YouTube, which is weird because my signal out there is usually perfect. Like, I had no problem streaming videos and everything else, YouTube and Netflix, music, whatever. But for some reason, uploading a video was just too much to ask of my equipment. So uh, I did get it done, but yeah, that was kind of brutal, man. So uh, in the future, I'm going to have to test that out a little bit to wherever the site is that we get to and uh, go from there. I'm, I'm hoping to be able to save up my pennies and get a uh, cell booster so that I can get it up on a pole and, you know, get my signal boosted up a little bit so that I can upload a little better. Anyway, so we're back at home for a day or two and then uh, we'll be on the road again and uh, doing some more stories, hopefully. All right, let's get to it. Email Signature Gate. So I used to work at a large bank in the UK as a junior support analyst. In the early days, I surprised my colleagues by picking up shell and SQL scripting really quick, and I became the go-to for creating bespoke reporting for issues that needed monitoring, usually PDFs with a list of discrepancies that would go to executives to take into meetings. I handed in my notice for a better role elsewhere, so needed to hand over this work to someone in my team, my manager. We were a small team. The handover went well, and the first thing my manager did was to make the report look nicer, better fonts and company logos as the report was being distributed to a wider audience in the company. At the same time, an adjacent team that looked after all the expensive printers were getting looked into by the IT security team for distributing adult material at work. Oh, jeez. Something my manager and I laughed about. It turns out my manager, being lazy, just used the URL of the company logo instead of adding it into the script. The image was hosted by a conspiracy website in Berlin. I can only imagine this site was seeing a ping slash image download every morning at 8.35 and an admin there did a reverse IP trace, only to discover it was owned by the bank that the logo was of. This German genius replaced the image with, keeping it SFW, a picture of a very beautiful woman with her legs at 10 and 2 while balancing on something large. It had been at the bottom of every report for approximately 5 weeks. Thousands of emails. It was discovered by an executive. While he was holding his freshly printed report, the image was on the back page facing everyone else in the meeting, full of other execs. Oh my god. Pretty sure nothing came of it, and everyone involved thought it was hilarious, but he got very lucky. <laughs> I just don't understand how some of this stuff happens, man. I guess OP explained it with the part about being lazy, but yeah. Nobody caught this for five weeks? Until it was held up by an executive at a meeting, so it was facing everybody at the table or Zoom or whatever. Holy cow. I, don't, I got no words, man. You would think somebody in that company would have caught it before then, but yeah, whatever. I guess if it was a small team, it wasn't that big of a company, but whatever. Hello, support here. Give me back my phone. Hello, everyone. This is a story that happened to me about two years ago. I was working as a third-line tech support for six months at the time, which meant I was only called if a very, very serious issue appeared, but I had to be available 24-7. We had a work phone that was passed between each technician every week. Usually the calls are from actual clients that have an urgent issue that we need to resolve. 
Occasionally, a sweet old grandma calls, the same one, that excuses herself when mistyping her grandchild's phone, or maybe just wants someone to talk to. One evening, though, I received a call late in the evening. Me, hello, tech support, what can I help you with? Caller, said something I couldn't understand. Me, excuse me, I didn't quite understand what you said. Caller, a bit confused, spoke something else, but this time I recognized the language as being Italian. Me, sorry, I don't understand Italian. Would it be possible to speak English or get someone who can speak it? Customer angry now, swears in Italian and leaves the room where she had the phone. Then I can hear two female voices in the background. Caller 2. Ciao. Hello. Me, ciao. Parler inglese? I attempt to ask if she knows English in very broken Italian. Customer 2 doesn't answer. I hear some commotion, then she ends the call. I thought to myself, okay, that was a weird call. Guess my colleagues will have a nice story to hear tomorrow during lunch. But wait, there's more. I get called again. I didn't check the number to see who was calling and answered directly. Me. Hello, tech support. How can... Customer, angrily. F you, a-hole. This time in my native language. That for some reason she knew I spoke. Give me back my phone. Me. Oh, that's not a nice thing to say. Customer. You stole my phone. Give it back. Me. No, you have the wrong number. This is ex-tech support. Customer. You lying piece of... I know you're lying. Give it back. Me. Insults won't make me give you my work phone. You have the wrong number. Customer, with another few swear words. Give me back my phone or I'll call the carabiner. I don't know. Italian police force after you. I know where you live. Me. Okay. Call them. I do hope they like tea after such a long international drive. Customer swears some more and then closes the call. To this day, I still have the tea waiting for them. Still alone. Sounds like there was a whole lot of confusion in that household going on. Especially if, you know, even a second caller was screaming at you and just automatically assuming that the other caller, the old lady, was right. But some people just won't listen to reason, so... Well, OP, just go ahead and keep that tea warm and we'll hope that you get a visit real soon. New printer setup. I work help desk currently for a company and this just came across my desk recently. Bit of background. We ordered new HP printers for our district managers. They all work out of their homes due to having to be in different parts of the US, while not always being near one of our locations. Now I don't know why exactly we purchased HP multifunction printers for home usage. Now we're informed that we would be shipping one out and that the end user would need some assistance setting it up. No. Was it inventoried? No. Do we get told anything that might be coming up in the near future in terms of any kind of new hardware ever? No. End user calls up, asks for some assistance. No big deal. Just plug it into your docking station or directly into your laptop via USB and I'll get started. Caller says, I was told it was supposed to be networked. Okay. I don't know how exactly I'm supposed to network you to our network at the company if you're not on premises. He definitely meant his home network, but since we don't normally network home slash personal printers, it didn't occur to me at the time. So I try and pull up the printer's manual to help myself with getting everything underway. Manual is no help, so I start asking some questions. I ask if there's any Ethernet port present. Answers with no. Hmm, okay, hard to believe. Okay, let's see if there's some kind of Wi-Fi I can get then. He mentions his startup guide said something about a button, but this model doesn't have it. He said it should scan for networks or something along those lines. 
So with no Ethernet port and no way to get Wi-Fi, how do you suppose I network this? Regardless, I told him to call up in the morning then because I was getting behind with the evening duties before I leave. Out of curiosity, because I finished earlier than I expected, I went back and found three more of the same HP printers. Opened one up, right on top of Startup Guide. Cool, maybe I can see what all the fuss was about. I open it up and read through it. Step 5 has the user connect an Ethernet cord. No Ethernet port? Yeah, okay, buddy. I even pull out the printer to check. Yep, sure enough, not just one Ethernet port, but two. On the back, upper right corner. What's more is the manual didn't claim to have that button the end user mentioned, so I don't know where that part came from. I get it to a point. End users don't understand IT. Like, pretty much at all. But not being able to read a manual? And also, how do you miss ports on something when you have to have it turned around to plug in the power cable anyways? Update to this today. Apparently it was supposed to be set up at the office and shipped out with some additional hardware. A Meraki Z3. So it would be on our network. Networking and our infrastructure people handled getting everything working due to help desk not being informed of what was going on. Shocker. So really, none of this was on the end user. Uh, well, except the part where they really didn't read the manual and really didn't look at their machine close enough to tell you that there was ports there. But I mean, basically, the people that were sending out the printer originally should have set it up the way it was supposed to be set up and followed through with all of their processes. Then your life would have been a lot easier and the end user would have been a lot less confused. Just saying. A freezing rodent and a very quick bit of tech support. A simple one from today. I'm long out of formal tech support, but still happy to do the odd things. My young colleague, who I've always regarded as fairly intelligent, has a desktop that gave him JIP? What? GYP? A while back, and we talked through the issues generally. Driver's issue. But I basically showed him how to Google solutions for most problems, and he sorted it himself, and everything returned to normal. Today, however, he talked to me about how his mouse kept freezing and restarting just afterwards. It was a recent problem, and he'd looked at the guides. He opened the page he'd been looking at to show me. He said he had followed all the advice. I had a quick look at the page and asked him a single question. Me. Do you have a cordless mouse? Him. Yes, it's the effing battery, isn't it? Me. Might be. It's always nice to receive an evening text calling me a smart arse. It's also nice to know where the next generation of problem solvers may well be coming from. Wait a minute. So this guy had a wireless device and didn't think to check the batteries before getting upset and then calling you? Alright. I mean, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but, you know, if something's not connected with a wire, I know enough to look for batteries. I also know if it's not connected with a wire that I gotta look for some sort of a dongle most of the time to make sure that that's plugged in. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Oh well, if it all went smooth, most techs would be out of a job. My computer doesn't turn on, and of course I tried another socket. So in my old days, when I was still working in the field, my company got a call from a doctor's office reporting one particular computer wouldn't turn on. After my colleague had them confirm they had tried another power socket and it still didn't work, we assumed the power supply was fried, which wasn't that uncommon at the time. We Europeans still paid in our national currencies. As this was a 45-minute drive, and having learned from an earlier encounter, I called their office first and double-checked again what they did. If the monitor was working, it wasn't, it got its power from the PSU, and if they really had tried another power socket, which they swore on their mothers. Alright, packed my stuff, grabbed the PSU and a spare motherboard and went on my way. Arriving in the middle of the small town, driving halfway into the pedestrian zone the office was located at, 
I checked in with the front desk and began to assess the situation. First thing was getting shown which sockets they used. And they didn't lie, they actually did use another socket. But there was a catch. It was a dual outlet. So what they did was switching the power cable from the right socket to the left one, still using the same outlet. I looked around, unplugged the fax machine from a nearby multiple distributor, plugged the computer in and it worked, less than five minutes after me coming through the door. The hardest thing to do was to find a configuration where a fax machine and computer could be plugged in, and we figured that a desk lamp also connected to the distributor. Could be taken out of service until the defective outlet got fixed by their landlord. Second hardest thing was to find a description for my work note to not rat the front desk people out to their boss, as they were a bit embarrassed, but able to have a good laugh about the situation. Yeah, that's that's always a tough call, man. If they're not being ignorant and nasty and they're just kind of a little clueless, you really don't want them getting in trouble for something like that. You want them to learn from the mistake and still be able to call you for problems, um, but getting in trouble for something like that isn't going to help anybody. Just my two cents. Why does it search near corporate office location every time I search for places near me? This user messaged me asking why it was searching near corporate location office every time she Googled places near her. She lives halfway across the country from our corporate office location. Me, are you connected to the VPN or working in the office? User, connected to the VPN. Me, brief explanation on how VPN works. Since our VPN is connected to our corporate office location network, the internet thinks you're at this location. If you need to search for a place near you, you can disconnect from the VPN. Use a different device that's not connected to our VPN or type in near location at the end of each search. User reads my message. A couple minutes later, she messages me this. It must be because my laptop was set up at corporate office location that it's searching near there. Me. Hmm. I left it unread. Didn't know what to reply. In my head, I was like, yup, it must be. Have a good day. Never message me again. Looking back, it's amusing how people think IT works sometimes. So it sounds like the user totally disregarded everything you said about VPNs. And uh, if I'm hooked to a VPN that's set up, you know, in California and I'm here on the East Coast and I do search near me while connected, of course it's going to think, you know, that I'm somewhere in California. Um, yeah, whatever. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.